G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post's preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, July 29. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual is Jackpot Joel Marshall. Carl has been called away to do an urgent race book, but I've got his lazy lobster for you. You'll be uh, very pleased to hear. And uh, we'll also mention Carl's tips as we go through the various venues. Well, when I say it's the edition of Saturday, July 29, that is the last weekend in July. And that means one thing, the calendar is in this week's winning post. So if you are listening to this on Friday or, God forbid, Saturday, and you haven't gone out and uh, grabbed your winning post with the calendar in it, uh, you probably should be pressing the pause button and sprinting, not walking, but sprinting to your local news station. Well, Joel... Uh, highlight of the last weekend of the season is usually, and is this year, the Lightning Stakes at Morfordville, which pits the two-year-olds against the three-year-olds at Wait for Age. And it's a race that was dominated in its early years by the younger horses. Two-year-olds won 13 of the first 16. And I think of the other three, a couple were actually won by three-year-olds returning after having won it as a two-year-old the previous year. However... Uh, only two of the last 15 have been won by the two-year-olds, despite the five-kilo weight advantage that they enjoy. But it uh, seems to me that a lot of the chat about Saturday's version is about the two-year-olds. Uh, Carl has got a story in this week's Winning Post. Having spoken to Mick Price, he's uh, got two two-year-old fillies that uh, he did accept for in this race. He's split them up. One's going to... Uh, uh, Mooney Valley and the other one is uh, is going to the Lightning and a lot of people are keen on that uh, filly Outback Miss. Uh, you with the two-year-olds or the three-year-olds in this year's version? Yeah, interesting, Barks. The, the four two-year-olds that accepted came up with gates 14, 15, 16, 17, so certainly didn't do their chances any any help, um, but the market's really honed in on, on two of them, exploring from the Godolphin camp and Outback Miss, and they're both coming off pretty strong city uh, metro wins down here in Melbourne. And, yeah, they're both in my numbers, but I reckon it might be a three-year-old year this year. All righty. Well, we may as well get straight on to that because it is, in fact, the only black type race in Australia this weekend. So Morfordville Saturday is the venue and it is race eight and it goes by the name of the Lightning Stakes. No sponsor. 1,050 metre listed event. Two-year-olds and three-year-olds set weights and uh, just worth the uh, bottom dollar, 120,000, but worth a lot more than that, especially to the Phillies, Joel. If you can rack up a, uh, a black type win at two or three, uh, are you with a male or female horse? I am with a female horse. I'm with the three-year-old filly, Bubble Palace. Um, just reckon the 1,050 is going to be sort of a bit of a sweet spot for her. She's won over 1,100 in easier company, but I reckon 1,000 metres and you know, hopefully the 1,050 is, is her go. She's a, an on-pace filly. She won first up at Horsham, uh, went to Sandown, bumped into flying on a limb, which is pretty strong form, a pretty strong winter form, uh, was fourth behind that horse again at Caulfield. And then last time out at Caulfield, it was a real um, race that suited the run on horses. Ken was able to swan down the outside and win quite well. And Bubble Palace led them up away from the rails. The rails was chopping out and wasn't the place to be. So Harry Coffey was steering a path sort of four or five horses away from the fence. And never easy to do that when you're leading 
you know, when you're a fast horse trying to pinch a break and, you know, trying to rail and, and you know, pinch a bit of a lead, um, never easy. So I thought she ran quite well. Um, yeah, look, her stamina might be tested if there's a stack of pace here, but I reckon she can just give you a good sight at each way odds. So I've lent her away from another of the three-year-old fillies, number six, La Danseuse Rouge, who's jump outs recently at Mornington haven't, they haven't been brilliant, but I don't think there's been a lot asked of her in either of them. And, and just on her form to date and the races she's contested, she's got to be in the mix. She looks decent odds. She's got a couple of group three placings already uh, back in the spring of last year, including a second to South Australian Galloper H2O down the straight during Cup Week. And then came back for her summer autumn prep earlier this year and wasn't beaten all that far in the Kevin Hayes or the Zedif. Uh, before missing out down the straight at Flemington. That, you know, she looked like there was a bit of an issue there. She just dropped out and got beat 13 lengths. So I think if you ignore that off her previous stakes class form, I think she's right in this. And I've got the two at the top of the market in next 15 exploring from the Godolphin camp. Had good two-year-old form and uh, looks to have returned in decent enough order. And 16 outback miss has won by pretty clear-cut margins at both of her starts to date. Eight for me, though, from 6.15 and 16. Carl likes 16, the two-year-old filly, outback miss uh, to beat three, Ice Symphony and nine, Sweeten, 16.3 and nine. I've only got three from Carl because I inexplicably left a scratching in his selections in the paper. Um, Carl's best at Morfordville is race five, number three, Sacred Bull. And uh, his value bet is race six, number three, Chicago Bear. So the ball and the bear, bit of a, uh, a bit of an omen there. Your uh, best and value bets at Morfordville, Joel. Yeah, well, I've made show some decorum. My best race seven. He was also an acceptor for the value, where he had a big weight, but he gets in with a featherweight here. They've used uh, the three kilo claim of Alana Livesey, gets him in with fifty two. And he's used to carrying big weights. Off his form last prep, uh, he should be very hard to beat. 1,100 is short of his best. 1,200, more his go. But he was a first-up winner at Pakenham. Then bumped into Colino at Randwick. That's pretty strong form. And then finished the prep in a deep benchmark 78 at Sale, uh, where he split Jungle Jim and Najem Suhail. That looks the right form for this race. So I think... If he's ready to go first up, he'll be very hard to beat. And my value bet's won a pretty big odds in the last race. That's uh, a wide race, very tough field. But a couple of dollars each way on this girl might give you a run for your money. Number 16, Miss Eurozone. Her form last prep was pretty good. She won at Gawler. She tackled a, a benchmark 68 and a benchmark 62 and was very competitive on both occasions. And then uh, covered ground from a wide gate. And it was probably an end of prep run on the parks track back in March. First up, she sort of trailed the speed, held her ground and sort of weakened a little bit late. But it wasn't that bad a run. Um, that Jean Valjean form is pretty strong. And, yeah, as, you know, just going off her form in 68 and 62 grade last prep, she's more than capable at this level. And well, I see $61 available. So I think that's probably three times the amount she should be. So she might be worth a little bit of a look in the last. All righty. Melbourne racing on Saturday goes back to the Valley for the first time on a Saturday for quite a while. What did you find for us there, Joel? 
Yeah, well, as yet, we haven't seen a scratching um, for the Kieran Ma and David Eustace trained filly Estriella, but I believe she is going to be staying in Sydney. Uh, I've made her my best for the Valley. She's in race two. Uh, there's a few dual acceptors still to still to um, you know come out of that race. But if she's there, she's my best. But I'll speak a bit more about her uh, come Randwick. If she's not there, I've made my best Chief Elfney in race seven. He's going well, hasn't had a lot go his way, just looks to be ready to win and strikes the right sort of race. And my value bet is in the following race for the Ma Eustace stable, uh, race eight, number eight, Arctica. Pretty consistent sort of a mare. She uh, was close up at Sandown two runs back. That's been a pretty good form race. And then last time out, just probably the heavy nine track sort of loomed to sort of finish off into the into the placings. And then just, I think the heavy nine didn't really get through it all that well. She has one on the heavy early in her career, but in weaker company. She's pretty honest. She drops from 58 and a half to 55 and a half after the claim for Billy Penn. And I thought she was worth a look in a pretty wide race. Uh, I'm with you with the best uh, race seven under 10 chief Alton here, who I actually had as my uh, value bet, but uh, is one of the favorites uh, and probably rightly. So my best in the paper I see is already scratched and that's uh, race nine, number 10 deprivation. So I'm going to make chief Alton my best and I'm going to make my value bet one very big or once about 20 bucks. Last time I looked, that's race six, number two, Thorin uh, for Julius Sandu. Tatum Bull takes off three last start. Winner in the same grade does uh, just goes up to two kilos with the claim and um, needs to run out the 2,500 metres. is isn't on pacer, but um, is by Soldier Hollow, who's the sire of, is a German breed, is by Soldier Hollow, who's the sire of Ivanhoe and so on. So I think if Thorin can get the uh, trip, then that's a pretty good price. Sydney, uh, as you mentioned in view of uh, in relation to Estriella, the racing is at Randwick on Saturday. So tell us about uh, Estriella in more detail and anything else you like on the program. Yeah, pretty sure she's going to stay in Sydney and line up in this race. I think she's very smart. She looked really good at the trials. Uh, she debuted at Gosford back on June 22. John Allen went there for one ride, which was a, a telling sign. Ended up getting out to a decent price, though. They backed the runner-up, Sicilian, uh, but she was just far too good, just joined in and um, you know, was able to gather in Sicilian quite comfortably and looked to have plenty in the locker. Uh, has been kept nice and fresh, got a good gait, staying at 1100 is perfect. She's an expensive, I'm invincible filly, and I think she can win this and then progress to a stakes race in a few weeks. Um, there's a little bit of depth. Cabalus and Sounds of Heron are a couple that I have a bit of time for. Uh, they're both... Also by I'm Invincible. I think he's got six runners in this race, that stallion. Uh, so you could probably play multiples around that pair, but keen on Estriella. Made my value bet race five, number five, Mahagoni. I think he's going better than his form reads this time in. Uh, just the race sort of passed him by first up with the big weight. He wasn't expected to do much. But his next two, he's, he only beat two home uh, both times, but the race just, the races just haven't been run to suit. They've been crawls um on pace dominated races his late splits have been good he's only been beaten just over three lengths just hope there's a bit more pace here fourth up i think he's ready to find form and last preparation he was competitive against some pretty decent horses at this level so he's more than capable 
And I think uh, hopefully Saturday, fourth up, he can have a bit more luck in the run and show his true form. And I thought the other one uh, that was worth a mention on the card late in the day, race nine, number 11, Tazaral. Uh, liked him first up and he got the job done really well. They rode him quieter. We saw him in his first Australian prep beyond speed and and show ability, but not uh, not sort of get the job done. But they rode him quiet from the wide gate and he reacted really well. Uh, finished strongly down the outside. Up in grade, but drops two and a half kilos. And I just think he's a progressive type that can win again and continue climbing the grades. Well, Tazaral, as a matter of fact, was uh, Carl's best on the program race nine, number 11. Uh, often saves his specials to last, and indeed, his value bet is in the last. That's race 10, number 10, Mirror View, and uh, you're in accord with that one as well, Joel. Uh, there's a big meeting in Brisbane, although fairly decimated by scratchings, um, even as we speak to you on Thursday afternoon. But that is at Queensland Racing Headquarters at Eagle Farm. What did you like up there? Yeah, well, I've made my best in the Class 3 plate, uh, race four. It's it's attracted some pretty decent horses. I Am Lethal, Outback Action, and Kanazawa. But I think Kanazawa stands out. They've taken the two-kilo claim. He's just so well uh, so well placed under the set weights with his handicap rating of 84. He was a city winner at Randwick four starts ago. Two starts ago, was beaten half a length when third behind Think About It. Uh, which is obviously terrific form. His first start for the new stable, the O'Day Hoisted team, was pretty good at Doombin. Carried the 59, finished third behind Hatchet and Will Strip Fitter. CJ Graham riding well. Uh, went up $4.40, I think, now into around 280 which is probably more his uh, logical quote. But I think he'll get the job done. My value bet, I made race two, number nine, Intuitu, the French import for Annabelle Nisham. Uh, was held up and then did some nice late work first start in Australia. That was over the mile. Beaten three and a half lengths behind his stablemate, Aristonis. Next time out, had issues. Um, scoped badly after the race. And I think you just ignore that. Uh, up to Brisbane, quickly up to 2,400. But uh, in a good yard. And I thought at $9 was worth a look each way. And the other two at each way odds that I could entertain later in the card. Race 7, number 16, Iron Grace. Bit of a heartbreaker a couple of weeks ago. Ran on far too late and finished fourth, beating her nose for a place. Just, that's her problem. She just slow away. Uh, if she can jump on terms, she'll be very hard to beat. And in the final event, race nine, number 10, Fleetwood Macca. Uh, went six weeks between runs from the first up run to the second up run. And I think that just told. The first up run was very good when finishing second. More than capable this level and looks over the odds at $16. And Carl's with you on that one as well. That is Carl's value bet on the Eagle Farm program, race nine, number 10, Fleetwood Macca. His best race eight, number six, Hatchet. Across the Nullarbor on Saturday, they are racing at Belmont. There are no black type races, although there is one called the Narwini Stakes, uh, which is not a listed race just yet. Our man in Perth, best bet. Race six, number one, Let's Deal. And value bet, race seven, number 10, Karamundi. Uh, earlier in the day, across the Tasman, Joel, they are racing at Tarapa and Otaki. Yeah, my best bet at Tarapa is still in two events, but I'd be pretty keen on her wherever she goes. Race eight or race nine. I speak of Russian satire. I've spoken about her a couple of times on the podcast. 
she was very impressive first up this time in, uh, had the saddle slip and pulled up lame second up and still managed to finish third. And then last start, just got too far back, uh, found a bit of traffic on the turn and left herself with too much to do. She was entered for a race a couple of weeks ago. They've saved her up for this. Uh, blinkers go on and a senior rider goes on in either race. Uh, Warren Kennedy's on in race eight or Michael McNabb aboard in race nine, but I'll take either of those and I think she'll be hard to beat whatever race she lines up in. My value bet is race six, number 10, Rad Joyce's. Up a little bit in class, but the heavy tracks really seem to be his go. He got onto a firmer track two runs back at Ruakaka and just didn't seem to stretch out at all, but back on testing ground last time out, went down fighting and... Yeah, is up a little bit in grade, but on the minimum and only had the eight or nine starts. So certainly a bit of upside for this uh, brother to the Victoria Derby winner, Manzois. And at Otaki, waiting till late in the day, my best is race seven, number nine. She's mischievous. Uh, dropped the bit and was the first horse beaten last time. That looked like going to run last, but she sort of railed in the straight and uh, rallied, sorry, in the straight and got up for third. Uh, she'll be fitter for that. She drops nicely in weight, gets in with just 52 after the claim. So willing to give her another go. And in the final event, pretty open race, uh, this race eight, but I've gone with number 12, Moonlight Hustler. Two runs back from a spell, should be ready to find form. And uh, those two runs haven't been too bad, finishing just behind the place getters. All righty. Well, uh, that wraps up the preview section of the podcast. So uh, we're... We're clocking in at a cosy 20 minutes today. Uh, that is just uh, going to give you all the more time to make sure that you have secured that calendar. We don't want to hear any sob stories, emails, phone calls, cards or letters about uh, how you could not get one. So uh, make sure you get down there and grab it. Brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Uh, well, Joel, you, impending shadow, and Carl, it's our time, not too far away, Alpine Wolf for mine, very, very disappointing, so I've got to get back to my normal one that's going to be fairly short that I like early on a program in Melbourne, and in this case, you can't get much earlier than race one, I am going with number three, Archo Nacho at the Valley, uh, and I can tell you that Carl... Is also going to the Valley, but uh, opposite end of the program. So here's your bookends, folks. It is race nine, number eight, Shalaman. Uh, Joel, what is your final lobster for 2022-23? Yeah, we'll be short. Uh, we'll be favourite wherever she goes, but I'm going to go Estriella and we'll just finish the season on a high. So if it's the Valley, it's race two, number six, but more likely Randwick race one, number five. Excellent. That leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post with the calendar in it. If you haven't already, it has got all the form for Friday, Saturday and Sunday, all your favourite features, plenty of great reading besides. And in the middle is your calendar with all the racing and sports events for 
2023-24. If you are in Western Australia or overseas, uh, obviously you cannot buy the hard copy Winning Post at your local shop. So get online, go to winningpost.com.au, uh, click on the link in the main story. That'll take you through to issue.com. You can buy this week's Winning Post for $5, and that includes the 28 pages of the calendar at the end of that edition, and you are you can print it yourself on A4 paper, stick it together, Bob's your uncle. Uh, so good luck getting the calendar. Good luck backing winners this weekend, and we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.